thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. You want to make sure you watch the whole episode because we're going to cover a lot of ground today. Yes. Today we're going to finish up. We've been ministering on walking in love and we're going to finish up on this series today. And I've got a lot to get through. So y'all hurry up and go with me through it, right? Yes. <laughs> and uh, it's been a joy to minister along this line because our faith is affected Listen, our faith can't work without love. (laughs) Amen. The word tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But then the word also tells us that faith works by love. So faith comes by hearing, but it works by love. So as we become more skillful in our love walk, our faith will work. And we need our faith working because it's by faith we receive healing. It's by faith we receive answers to prayer. By faith we lay hold of all the blessings that God's provided. So if we want our faith working, our love has to be skillful. Amen. And so we're being skillful, learning what it means to be skillful at walking in love. We've been taking the passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 8, and we're looking at those characteristics uh, that describe divine love because we're not talking about human love, but divine love. Um, if If you missed previous episodes, go back and watch them because we said so much. One of the things that the King James translation says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is love seeketh not her own. Other translations of that phrase say this, love isn't always me first. Love does not seek to aggrandize herself. Love is never selfish. Love takes no thought for itself. Love does not seek its own advantage. Well, if you're not seeking your own, who else, whose are you seeking? Somebody else's. Yeah. Love doesn't seek its own way. You know, if we're following the Holy Ghost, we're walking in love. If we refuse to follow the Holy Ghost, we're seeking our own way. We need to walk in love with the Holy Ghost. Walk in love toward God. Amen. Uh, another translation says, love does not, does not look out for its own interests. Love never pursues its own selfish interest, meaning we're willing to be led by God, right? Amen. And we're willing to let some, we're willing to follow those that are in authority over us is what it means. Love does not insist upon having its own will. Love doesn't think about itself. Love does not insist upon its own rights. Love does not pursue selfish advantage. Listen, we're always, we're pursuing something. Make sure it's not selfish advantage. Uh, Anytime we demand our own way, we just stepped out of love. In a marriage, in a business, when we demand our own way. Now, don't misunderstand me. If you're an authority 
and people are looking for cues from you, you're going to let them know this is the direction. But I'm, this is talking about when you don't have the authority, but you demand your own way. Um, love doesn't think more of its own opinions and its own thoughts, but it'll lay down its own thoughts and opinions to keep peace. Sometimes uh, you can, you can uh, try to force your way yeah. right, right. and lose peace and, in a marriage, in a business, yeah. in a home. Yeah. And you, you don't want to ever enter into strife. That's right. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. Strife is because someone stepped outside of love. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but there again... Walking in love does not mean compromising the standard of the word yeah, to keep okay. peace with people who aren't walking in line wow. with the word. Amen. Yeah. Right. It's a false peace to say, well, I'm just keeping peace. Addressing, failing to address what needs to be addressed is a false peace. Right. Yeah. Amen. And that's going to rear up and become a worse problem later. Yes. Yes. But you don't force your own way when it's, if I could say this, not in your authority. And then when it doesn't matter to the standard of the word, it might just be a preference. Then don't force your own way. Now with me, uh, being the head of the ministry, if something tries to go to get out of order, I put it back. That's That's right. Do I have to confront things? Yes, I have to confront things. It would be easier on my flesh. I could say, some people might say, well, I'm just going to keep peace. Not confronting things is not how you keep peace. If you're you're an authority and something tries to get out of order, uh, the way to protect peace is to keep things in their proper place. Deal with situations, deal with issues. Amen. Um, Love doesn't step on other people using them as a ladder to get to the top. Other people are not our lifting place. Amen. God will bring us into what he has for us. Love takes no thought for itself, meaning this, it's also unaffected by compliments. Some people, if, if, if they're overly complimented, they start thinking, Ooh, look at me. Um, no, when, when we're walking in love, we will not allow complimentary words to have a wrong effect on us. Yeah. Um, another, another phrase that is said in first Corinthians 13, uh, love is not easily provoked. Ah, this is a good one. Other translations of that phrase say this love is never irritated. Love never never irritably loses its temper. Love doesn't fly off the handle. These are different translations. Love does not blaze out in passionate anger. Love does not get angry at little things. Love is never resentful. Love is not touchy. Ooh, that one. Love is not touchy. It's not fretful. It's not resentful. This is a big one. Love is not quick to take offense. Amen. Offense is a destroyer of faith. 
Offense is so dangerous. Offense kept the people in Nazareth from receiving their miracles when Jesus was there. They were offended at him. It shut down God's ability to bring into their life what he had for them. Offense is dangerous. Never be a participator in it. Don't adopt someone else's offense just because they're telling you about how they were done wrong. Don't take on that offense. Amen. Amen. Offense will be offered to you, but love won't take it. One of the dangers of offense is that most of the time people who are offended don't know they're offended or they won't acknowledge it. And uh, when offense is not addressed, it destroys so, so much and it hinders spiritual progress. To become offended is to step outside of love. Uh, What's the cure to offense? Be honorable to all men. Be honorable. Even if they don't treat you right, you treat them right. Amen. 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 Uh, Love has no association with anger and mood swings. Flying off the handle. Love love has no association with that. It doesn't use any of these things to try to control or manipulate people in situations. It doesn't use anger to make people do what they want. Love isn't irritated. It's what it said. It do, the scriptures, love is not irritated. It doesn't lose its temper. Mm-hmm. Love holds us steady and keeps us consistent. Yes. Amen. People need to know what version of you they're going to get when they see yeah. you. Yeah. You don't want to be moody up one day, down the next. Nobody knows what version. When we're, when we're growing in, in, our, in our spiritual life, our faith is growing. It keeps us consistent. Why? Because we're following the one who never changes. Amen. Love is, is in utter control of self. I'm not going to let myself act that way. I might've used to act that way. I'm not doing that anymore. Amen. When people see us, they know that they, they should know that they're going to get the love version of us. Um, another, another phrase there in first Corinthians 13 says, love thinketh no evil. Now listen to, listen to the translations on this phrase. Love does not brood over wrongs just to sit and stew and play it over and rehearse it to rehearse how somebody did us wrong is not walking in love. It's brooding over how you were treated wrong. Love does not nurse hurt feelings. I so appreciate that, that my mother did not value feeding into our emotions growing up. Emotions are given to color your life, not lead your life. Emotions will ruin relationships because emotions can change. Bring them into, bring, bring yourself into charge of the word. Amen. Love is never resentful. Love does not hold grudges. Ah, you remember what you did to me three years. You remember what you did three years ago. If you start breathing hard when you see someone, <laughs> you know, you haven't seen them in a while and then you see them and you start breathing hard. Just say, no, I've forgiven them. Yes. Amen. I'm not going to hold a grudge. I'm not going to keep that thing warm, taking it to bed with me, give it a pillow, wake up with it in the morning. Listen to this translation. Love does not hold grudges and will hardly even notice when others do them wrong. Love never nurses wrath. Yeah. 
to keep it warm. Love is never glad when others go wrong. Love pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Love takes no account of the evil done to it. Notice this, love has poor accounting skills. It's terrible at addition. Um, love doesn't keep a record of complaints. I got my list. I got my list. People will say that, you know, they, they got on my list. Usually when people have that unwritten list somewhere, it's hard to get off that list. You don't want to have that, that list that you just, okay, I, all right, I checked that down. I added you to my list. You, no, no, love burns its list. Love does not search for imperfections and faults in others. That's what one translation says. Look at that. doesn't search for... You listen, you don't have to look hard to find something wrong with people. Just because, I mean, we all, there's all things, there's things that we're all dealing with. Yes. It's, it's, it's noble and it's honorable to find what's right, not find what's wrong. You know, when you're digging for gold, how much dirt you have to go through. Right. But people don't really, people that are digging for gold don't care how much dirt, they're, 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 their focus is on the gold. Yes. Yes. Who cares that you could find dirt on somebody? Dirt's everywhere. Yes. That's, it's, not, it's not effective. Yes. Love does not keep track of other people's wrongs. Love does not take into account a wrong suffered. Love doesn't keep score of the sins of others. I'm tallying up. I do more in the marriage than you do. I do more in the home than you do. Mm. We should all be fair and do and and help one another in the home. But if somebody isn't bringing their part, don't step out of love by keeping score of what they're not doing. Love keeps no score of wrongs. If you love someone, you will be loyal to him. Amen. Um, I want to quote 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 in connection with this. Uh, Peter wrote and said, above all things have intense and unfailing love for one another. Listen to this, for love covers a multitude of sins, forgives and disregards the offenses of others. Know this, flesh wants to tell it. Flesh wants to tell how somebody did them wrong. Flesh wants others to know what that person did. Flesh will, will, wants, to, wants to tell it, but love wants to cover it with silence. Amen. The That's God right. kind of love. Yeah. Love doesn't tell and broadcast how others missed it. Every unlovely thing will die when love hears it. Because love won't repeat it. Right. Love won't carry it any further. That thing dies with love. Amen. Amen. Love overlooks faults, and when faults are overlooked, all that's left is the good. Amen. When you overlook the faults, all that's left to see is what's good in somebody. Amen. Um, Love can't count because it has no memory of the past. Love doesn't take into account how somebody did it. Why? Because it refuses to have a wrong memory. That's what God does for us. The blood of Jesus cleanses us. Love forgives and forgets, so there's nothing left to count up against someone. Since God doesn't keep score of our sins, why should we? Why should we keep score of anyone else's either? Now, this is, this is key because 1 Peter 4, 8 said this, that love covers a multitude of sins with silence. It doesn't cover its own sin with silence. It repents of its own sin. We don't act like, oh, I, you know, I'm just not going to, 
I'll just not address it. No, that, that, will, that will hinder your faith. Amen. But uh, when it comes to somebody else, we can't repent. If they're, if they're not going to repent in the sense of it's not our job to make them repent, right? right? But we certainly can't control whether or not we repent. We don't cover our sin with silence. We confess it to God. Amen. Amen. When someone under our authority persists in sin, we're anointed to help them if, if they're under our authority. But we're not anointed to tell it to others. Amen. As a pastor, um, I was anointed to help people, but I was not anointed to disclose something about someone else. Can't do it. Can't do it. And same in the family. I, I appreciate something when we were growing up, my mother would say, this family business stays in the family. You don't go out and you don't talk to others about what goes on in this family. You don't break the honor of the household. It's the same thing with God's household. Don't break the honor of the household. You don't tell what, what ought not be told. Love is not only saying the right thing, because that is what love does, right? It says the, the right thing, but that's not all it is. But love is leaving unsaid the wrong thing at the tempting moment. When you're tempted to tell it. I mean, your flesh is, oh, I heard, you know, they're tempted. And the devil will tempt you to tell something that love ought not tell. Amen. When we know and focus on the good of someone else's heart, it helps us to overlook the flaws. When we see that their intent and the purpose of their heart was not to do damage, even if they did it wrong or said it wrong, but we know their motive and their intent was not to do it wrong. Ignore the outside. Always go by the heart. The Bible said that David was a man after God's own heart. He messed up on the outside in the flesh a few times, didn't he? But God, God was, uh, God was glad to call him a man after his own heart. Amen. Amen. Um, my spiritual father, dad Hagen used to say this. When I come across someone who has spoken against me, he said, I treat them like they bragged on me. <laughs> Meaning I don't have a grudge. I don't have, oh, I know what you said about me and treat them cold. He said, I just treat them like they bragged on me. No wonder he lived long and healthy. Yes. How we walk in love affects our health. Amen. Amen. No matter what someone else has done to me, if I fail to walk in love, I commit the greater sin. Praise the Lord. I don't know. The audience is a little quiet on that. <laughs> Look at the next thing that's said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The King James says, Love rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Other translations of that phrase says this, Love doesn't revel when others grovel. It takes, no pleasure, it takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Amen. Love is not happy with evil, but it's happy with the truth. Amen. See, love doesn't enjoy what isn't clean. That's right. Love That's doesn't right. enjoy what isn't right. Love doesn't find recreation in what isn't right. Love does not gloat over other people's sins, but it takes delight in the truth. Love does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love is not happy with evil, but it's full of joy when the truth is spoken. Love finds no pleasure in injustice done to others, but joyfully sides with the truth. You know, when people say, well, I'm glad they got theirs. Mm. Um, don't, don't let the opinion about what should or shouldn't happen to somebody be your 
be your directive. Right. Let love be your directive. Yes. Love takes no pleasure in wrongdoings. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, love doesn't delight in saying, I told you so. Right. I told you. I told you if you do that. You know what? God, God could have said that to us a million times over. Right. He doesn't say, I told you so. He rescues us. Amen. Amen. The next phrase that the King James says there in 1 Corinthians 13, it says, love bears all things. Other translations say this about that phrase, love puts up with anything. People say to me, I'm just not putting up with that anymore. Well, that means I've, I've decided love isn't qualified to deal with this. Uh, love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Listen to this. Love can stand any kind of treatment. Love has the power of undergoing all things. Love keeps its own counsel. Mm, that's one translation of love bears all things. How many of you know it's not right to say you shouldn't do this, but you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Love lives by its own sermons, right? <laughs> there is nothing love can't face is what another translation says. Another translation says love knows no limit to its endurance. Love never gives up. Love never stops being patient. Look at this. Love always protects. Mm -hmm. Love, I like this one. Love knows how to be silent. Mm. Why? Because the flesh wants to tell it. The strength of love is most, and this is me, this isn't a translation, but this is, the strength of love is most visible under opposition, right? No opposition is big enough to defeat love, right? Love always protects the other guy with silence. We're not looking to tell it off on someone else. When someone under our authority needs correcting, we correct it. It's not love to leave things out of place when something's under our authority. But with people that are not under our authority and situations that are not under authority, none of our business. Amen. Unless God involves you. And God's probably not doing that very much. Amen. There have been times that God, and when I'm in ministering, God would say, say this to this person or that to that person. And God involves me. But I'm not, I'm not authorized to insert myself. Amen. I don't try to get prayer to do for me what is supposed to be done by walking in love. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, another there in 1 Corinthians 13, love believeth all things. What's that mean? Love has faith. In all, th other translations of this phrase say this, in all things, love always trusts. Do you know if we step outside of faith, we stepped outside of love? Why? Because who's our trust in? God. And if we're not trusting him, we're not walking in love toward him. Mm. Love never loses faith. Love trusts God always. Love is full of trust. Love has no end to its trust. Love trusts in God in every situation and expects God to act in all circumstances. Wow, that's one translation. Love, let's read that one again. I like that. Love trusts in God in every situation and expects God to act in every circumstance. Wow. Love has unquenchable faith. Love exercises faith in everything. Love's first instinct is to believe in people. 
Love is ever ready to believe the best of every person. The unspiritual man believes the worst. The spiritual man believes the best. Amen. Um, another, another phrase there in 1 Corinthians 13 says this, love hopeth all things. So the other translations of that phrase is love hopes for all things. Ah, so if something belongs to you, you hope for it, right? You don't let something drop that belongs to you. You make sure you lay hold of it. Love never stops hoping. Love is full of hope. Love has no fading of its hopes. Love's hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. Love never regards anyone or anything as hopeless. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Listen to this. Love never looks back. That's one translation of love hopes all things. You don't look back into people's past and you don't look back into your own past. Why? Because if you do, it will keep you from reaching forward. Amen. And then we have this one, love endureth all things. The translations of this is love never gives up. Love keeps going to the end. Love always remains strong. Love always perseveres. Love endures through every circumstance. Love keeps going to the end. Love will turn you into a finisher, not a quitter, right? Love knows no limit to its endurance. Love gives us power to endure everything. Mm. Love endures everything without weakening. Nothing can happen that can break love's spirit. Love endures without limit. What's that mean? Love gets stronger as it goes, not weaker. And then the last one here, uh, love never faileth. Translations of that is love never dies. Nothing can destroy love. Love is never lost. Love never comes to an end. Love never falls down on its task. Ah, if God gives us an assignment to not finish it, we step out of love. Toward God. Yeah. So if God gives us the task, we complete it, right? Love never, love fail, um, love never falls down on his task. Love uh, never falls down. Love is eternal. Love shall never pass away. Love never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. My, my, my. We said so much in all these episodes on walking in love. It's a help to us. Amen. It's a help to our faith life. It'll help our family. All of this is marriage counseling, home counseling. It's friendship counseling. It's local church counseling. It's it's all the counseling. Well, we're able to come to you for one reason, and that's because Kenneth Copeland Ministries has sown this time to our ministry. If you value the teaching that comes to you through this broadcast and all the other programmers on this network, um, it's the partners of Kenneth Copeland Ministry that, that funds this and makes this possible. So it's appropriate that when we receive, we also give. So I would encourage you, if you're not already a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries, pray about becoming a partner. And you can sign up to be a partner at KCM. So you can go there, sign up, and let them know we appreciate the Word coming into our life. Amen. And remember this until next time. Jesus is the healer. God bless you. 
To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Love is to lead and govern us, and we are to make it our quest to pursue the way love leads. Victories await us as we learn to walk in the truths of divine love found in this book by Nancy Dufresne. Order Love, The Great Quest now at DufresneMinistries.org. This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us in Murrieta, California at World Harvest Church for our annual Holy Ghost meetings. The dates are January the 5th through the 10th. We're inviting everyone to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and register. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.